Hottest hot snakes of all time, like the worst shits I can ever fucking have. My butthole is on fire. Nice, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number one, Tio. Oh, Ooh, Spanish. Yeah, I was I was supposed to teach them uh, Spanish, but I'm a deadbeat uncle, and so they don't know shit. No me gusta. <laughs> no me gusta. <laughs> uh... I, I I watched a. Uh, Season four of Castlevania yesterday. I loved it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't get into those games. Well, uh, I, I I never really did either. But uh, uh, the, the animated series I really like. Okay. My like TV show that I go to all the time. My go to is Seinfeld. I have like my top episode is like The Bet, which is at number three. Little Kicks. I like little kicks. Oh, is that the dance one? Yeah, when she's like doing the little kicks. And then my favorite one, and I actually went to this place in New York. It's called uh, the original Soup Man, is the Soup mm-hmm. Nazi episode. Fucking yep. love the Soup Nazi episode. I don't know why. There's so many episodes that are, that are great. Yeah, there's very few bad episodes of Seinfeld. Yeah. One of my favorite ones is the Merv Griffin set when Kramer like fishes it out of the garbage and like recreates it in his ha- in his apartment. It's so stupid. And Newman's yeah, no. Newman's like his fucking sidekick. He's like yeah, he's the co-host. Yeah, classic. Yeah, for classic. sure. All right, so it's been a it's been a long week. I can't hear you, Zach. Okay. Can say anything? Can you hear me? Yeah, it looked like you were sucking uh, Casper's dick or something like that. I can. Oh, okay. No, I yeah, that's what you. I was doing. I, I wasn't talking. Hence why you didn't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you got those Belladonna eyes, man. You're killing me. All right, so we're back. You have problems, Jomo. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. I'm doing the goddamn intro. You know what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass? Yes, I do. Jesus Christ. All right, so we're back. Crowbar to the to the car lights. We're fucking back. It's been a long week, you guys. Uh, Mr. Fucking Jack Falcon looks like he uh, took a shit on himself. Mr. Rob Fortune, <laughs> you look uh, radiant as usual. All right. Thanks. All right. This man coined the phrase, my people. He coined the phrase, pimping ain't easy. Introducing Rob, motherfucking fortune. Rob, how are you? Good. Good. You look great, man. You look like you're doing great things. Uh, Thanks. You should be in porn. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Thanks. You'd be that subtle guy in the back who's like, whose pizza is this? Oh, nice. <laughs> and then there's like Mandingo dick on there. They're like, what the fuck? He's like, I know. I know. That's all me. That's all me. Jomo, uh, I hope your brain gets examined one day. Yo, bro, I am fucking. I'm probably gonna die an early death. I don't. I don't plan to live past 45, bro. <laughs> anyway, so uh, legend has it that this piece of shit started the ass to mouth trend. Mister Jack Falcon, Jack, please. Oh, bro, crispy, bro. crispy. Beautiful. You know what that is? Crispy. Hang on. High life? That's a high life. <laughs> yeah, we we saw the fucking can. <laughs> oh, you can see the can? Yeah. How nice was that? I love when Rob bursts your bubbles. I use like was Miller High Life, right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking... Anyway, that could be the best sounding opening can we've heard so far. Dude, that's crispy. It's so fucking crispy, dude. There's an inverse relationship with like the way a can opens, like how much carbonation is in there and the quality of the beer. Do you have the exact formula? Do you have like a, is there a ratio or something? Here's like the thing. I always buy bottles because I, they're easier to clean out or whatever than cans and shit in like whatever, you know, and they're easy to like, they, they take up more room, but like they're easier to clean out and stuff. So I always buy bottles. But when I went in there, I have no cans here. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy cans this time. I know that story was like boring as shit, but I'm just that, telling you that. that <laughs> if, you know, you know how dicks get boners? That gave me an inverted yeah. boner. Like it yeah, went back inside. Yeah. Like, like George, when he goes swimming, oh, yeah, <laughs> it yeah, shrinks, yeah. it shrinks. Yeah. <laughs> you just gave me shrinkage right now with that bullshit ass story. Fucking so there annoying. was a song on there was a song on one of those weird al- albums. I think the newest one called Lame Claim the Fame. Yeah. And I feel like that is one of those just like a dumbass shit story that no one cares about. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty boring. Don't don't say that shit yeah. again. But I got I got yeah. something to talk to you guys about. Okay, 
I, I was just sitting at work. I thought of a fuck, Mary kill, all right? Okay. So, fuck, Mary kill, and I want to hear Mr. Rob Fortune first, is Queen of England, Amy Schumer, Lady Gaga. You got to fuck, Mary kill, go. I guess I kill the Queen of England. I, what is she, 95? I don't know who that person is. I don't have any <laughs> attachment to her. Between, okay, I think, uh, I think I would marry Lady Gaga and, and fuck uh, the other one. What's her face? Mm. Amy Schumer. Oh. Sure, yeah. Well, Amy Schumer's annoying as shit, so I'm killing her. I'm <laughs> fucking the queen. I'm fucking the queen, and I'm marrying uh, Lady Gaga. Okay, I would totally kill fucking Amy Schumer. She needs to die. She needs to die today. Yeah, she's annoying as hell. She needs to... F- and she rips off fucking people's uh, material, man. Like, if you look yeah. at Patrice O'Neill's early 2000s shit, she was basically, like, saying it's like crypto something. It's like when they have the same idea, but they say it differently for, for a comedian. Yeah. And she's ripping his material. And then he, he he's, like, at the roast. He's like, man, this bitch is fucking copying my shit for years. And then, you know, Patrice O'Neill died, I think, 2011. And I was like, fuck, man. Like, this guy, if Patrice O'Neill was alive today, he, he, he would have his own TV show. He would have podcast. He would have so much shit because he doesn't believe in cancel culture. But I dude, didn't even know he was dead. Dude, he's a fucking great He died in 2011. Um, he had a stroke, man. And he had diabetes and other health issues. And he was, like, in a vegetative, almost kind of vegetative state. And then, like, he just, like, his organs failed and he, he fucking passed away, man. But there was, like, tributes from, like, Colin Quinn, uh, yeah. um, Bill Burr, uh, uh, Jim Norton, all these fucking great comedians. Joe Rogan mentioned him. Uh, fucking Patrice O'Neill is my favorite comedian. He, mm-hmm. he, he will always be my favorite comedian. The way he delivers is different. It's a complete different comedy. But getting yeah. back to Fuck, Mary Kill. So I said mm-hmm. I'd kill Amy Schumer, right? Yeah. That that's happening. And I'm doing it like I want to see her face as I'm pushing her underwater. And she's like screaming and scrambling and I could feel the scratches and I'm like and the bubbles stop. And, <laughs> and I like push her body and then I throw like a cinder block at her just to make sure she's dead. And and that's <laughs> okay. it. And that's it. And then I get caught two years later and I said, What yeah. took you so long? <laughs> okay. Um I would marry the Queen of England, and here's why. I'm trying to get paid. Yeah. I'm trying to get yeah, paid. good call. And she's gonna die real soon. She's gonna she's die real shit. soon. I could take over, and her man's is already dead. Her man, she needs, she needs some dick. She needs some good. She needs to get dick down. And yeah. I, I know she's old school, so she only let me do it missionary style. But I will dick her down. I'll just put her head to the side. And be like, God damn, I want those. Dude, it's not even that she would only let you do her missionary style. She will die like in any other position. <laughs> Dude, old people break hips by like turning around. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, that, you're going to have to and pretty much just do missionary. Your wife oh, yeah. is going to die in a freak doggy style accident. <laughs> she, yeah. Her body her body locks up. Oh, God, my dick. Prior ah, <laughs> off. Let me see the I'm will. Banging, I'm banging uh, the queen for the story. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But I would, I would totally bang Lady Gaga. She's got it. She's got a, you know, she's a little bit of a fucking idiot, but she's, she get it. Yeah. She gets some dick. Oh, she, yeah, she's cool. She, um. I've heard some of her uh, like piano-based stuff, and it's fine. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. What do you think about porn butthole? Uh, what does that mean? You ever so you ever seen like everyone here's watch porn, right? Uh, I've never sorry. seen porn in my life. Yeah, I've never, never. I've never seen a single scene ever. No, so um, so what bothers me is I'm not bothered by female butthole. That that doesn't bother me in real life or in porn. Mm-hmm. It's okay. when. They're like they're in an angle, and I see a dude's asshole, and it's like <laughs> okay. that. Fucks, <laughs> that fucks me up really, really bad. And that hits you hard. That cuts that, you deep. Then it leads down a rabbit hole, right? And I'm just like, why do I keep looking at it? Is it like Bird Box where I have to? I'm forced <laughs> to fucking watch that shit and fucking go <sighs> endure and die. You know, um, mm-hmm. I don't like porn yeah, butthole. Like that. What do you, what do you, you know, what are your thoughts? There's a lot about porn that grosses me out. And so, yeah, that's a normal reaction to feel, feel gross when you're watching porn. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Did I tell you? Dude, what? I swear. I was thinking about this the other day. Like we have to know everyone in here has to know someone at this point who has been in a porn somewhere. 
You have to. Oh, yeah. Someone you've gone to school with, someone like you've been at a party with, someone that you've crossed paths with in your life at some point. It has to be like mathematically. The amount of porn that exists, eventually, someone on your street at some point has done porn. It's going to have to get to that level. Have you met anyone? Or do you know anyone who has? I don't know anybody, um, <clears throat> unfortunately. But here's the thing is, like, are, for women, if you know a woman who does, who, who's like, hey, you went to high school together, you guys went to college, and, you know, you guys split there, and then years later, she's like, oh, what do you do? She's, and she says, oh, I'm in film and all this stuff. Well, what films? Let me see, you know? And she's like, well, I'm in this one, uh, Ask Apers 9. Have you heard of Ask Apers 9? And you're just like, what? And w- right. I would watch that for sure. Like, Of course. What? But you what, if you, what if you have a guy friend or just like an acquaintance. Watch it too. Watch huh? it too. Give the guy some pointers. Tell him he has a nice cock. Whatever. <laughs> hey, man. Put a little pep in his step. I'm not gay, but that's a nice dick. <laughs> that's a nice I'm dick. Okay. Well, you got a nice cock. No, yeah. Um, <clears throat> here's the thing. I want to, we, first of all, we need to find out the median time that women uh, are in porn. So it's like a lot of times when you see like porn stars, like we were talking about last time, they're like 10 years in, 12 years in. That's not the norm. The norm is probably like two years or something. So we need to find the median time of people when they've been on porn, how long you've been where you are or at a high school or at your new job or whatever. And then at some point, mathematically, we can draw a graph for it. Everything is going to collide. I'm I'm all about it. I'm all about it. What'd you say, Rob? What do you what do you say? So so even before OnlyFans and all of that, I think the common pattern was somebody would 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 have a dream, move to LA, and uh, to like be, become an actress of some sort. But LA is extremely expensive, and like opportunities are limited, and there's a ton of competition. So it's been extremely common to uh, you know be applying for voice acting jobs during the day and uh, doing uh, c- camera stuff at night. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, all kinds of porn uh, people are in L.A. and trying to make other things work. Yeah. It's a, here's a, and the grimy thing about L.A. is, like, everybody wants to see some skin, so. And right. that's, that's not just in L.A. People are pieces of shit, so. Right. You, you got to do, you got to show some butthole. You got to show some butthole. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's a requirement, <laughs> like, do like, like on casting couch. <laughs> at the casting couch? And And they're just looking at it like this, and they're like, no, yeah. dude. There's no way requirements are that high. He's good. He's it's, good. Like, He's good. <laughs> it's like, are you are you willing to bang more than one person? How do your tits look? How old are you? Will you put a a bunch of makeup on your face? That's it. Sign right. the contract. Move on. Yeah. What what's your? I, you know. And I was thinking about it. Um. Fucking yesterday. I'm like, what's my worst fucking alcohol story? You if you have a worse story than shitting and puking in your car that you were okay, sitting. Okay, so not Mexico, then... not Mexico, not Me- Mexico was pretty bad. That was that was the worst, right? I have a second worst, right? It, it, so I went to my okay. my buddy who he went to Johnson and Wales, and he was just like, "Hey man, you got to come hang with me. It's been years." He's like, "I would come see you, but you know, I got a DUI, so I can't drive." I'm like, "Yeah, I'll drive to you." Go out there, party is fucking just insane, right? Okay. So there is a moment where. Bailey's and uh, Jameson and Guinness and all this stuff started coming into play. And I was it's flowing like wine. It was flowing like it was just bad, right? And then there was Fireball, then there was this. And, and I, I woke up and I went into a blackout after someone said, Yo, you got to do another shot, right? <laughs> Turned turn off hard restart, insert Windows noise. And I woke up in my car in the front seat like this. Right? Okay. Completely soaked in urine. And there was vomit on the steering wheel. Dude, and I, I what woke, the fuck, bro? I woke up like this. I was like... <laughs> it was like I fucking... I woke up from the Matrix. And I'm like coming out of the ooze. And I'm like... Oh, God. Me, I got out of my car. There was people walking by looking at me like I was a fucking hobo or some shit. And I was like, fuck my life, dude. What happened? And I got all these text messages on my phone. Dude, call me. Dude, where the fuck are you? We're trying to find you. Are you okay? And so I called my buddy. I'm like, hey, I'm alive. He's like, dude, where the fuck were you? I was like, I was in my car. He was like, fuck, man. All right. Well, are you good, man? Do you need anything? I was like, no. And I was too embarrassed. Like, who wants to go up to someone's house and be like, yeah, I'm covered in my own urine. Uh, Can I borrow some clothes? So I... I, I try to drive back from Providence all the way to like um, Northern Connecticut. I'm like, 
<laughs> I pulled over to the side of the road and I was like, no, 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 no. And there's vomit still on the steering wheel. I'm just like, no, please, please. I can't do this right now. And I remember this dude at a gas station said, are you okay? And I'm just like, no, no. He gave me a bottle of water and that was the kindest thing anyone's ever done for me in my life. Fuck my mom for giving birth to me. That dude is a real hero. <laughs> All right. That was bad, though. That was bad. I don't know how I got back home. Yeah, it's it sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so now we, we segue. <laughs> I've, I've never I've never pissed shit myself while being drunk before. So you weren't trying hard enough. I guess not. I, I've shit myself on a date, but I never shit myself <laughs> on <laughs> being drunk. When the fuck did this happen? Like five years ago, it was my uh, third, second or third date with Becca. We we're getting breakfast at some breakfast place, and I accidentally shit my pants. In, in the in like where you guys were sitting in like the booth. No, I was in the bathroom peeing, and I had to fart so bad, and I shit. I accidentally shit my pants, and it was like it was in like February, so I had like boots on and long pants, so I had to take them all off. I threw my <laughs> underwear away. I like washed my ass crack out in the sink. People are banging on the. It's like a one person bathroom. People are like banging on the door. It's like, like I'll be out in a minute. Like, so then I was like, and dude, dude, just like the feeling when I realized I shit my pants was just, oh god, what the fuck? You know what I mean? So, I get anxiety attack, but that's that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Anyway, but that was unre- that was unrelated to alcohol. Absolutely. All right, so let's talk about anthrax. <laughs> Rob's like, thank you, finally. Anthrax. So um, we talked about anthrax before when we did the big four. We talked specifically about Among the Living, which everybody liked. And today yes. we're going to talk about four of their other albums that came after it. Uh, one before, the rest after it. Um, and we're going to start with Spreading the Disease. I'm going to drop the uh, artwork in the comments. Uh, so we haven't discussed artwork in a while besides just dropping it in. Spreading the Disease is one of my favorite album covers of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I said that Among the Living was one I didn't really care for. It's not a bad cover. It just doesn't do anything for me. This cover is awesome. These days I try to just wear like plain black shirts or whatever um without like logos or pictures on them but i would wear a shirt that had this picture on it i love it it's this great cartoon and uh, it's really well done yeah it's it's a cartoon but it like it has like uh there's like the way it plays with like the fuzziness and whatever like uh it's like a camera out of focus it's like yeah this 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 artwork really is amazing yeah, it's really, really good. It's one of my favorite. Like, my favorite of all time is probably um, Appetite for Destruction just because it's, like, classic as hell. It's not as it's not great like this. It just happens to be one that I really like. But this is up there. This is, like, top five of all time for me. It's so good. It's so well done. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I, I, I like it, man. I like the way, you know, dude's in the freaking – he's screaming. He's getting a COVID-19 vaccine. He's struggling. Um, yeah. I, like, I like Struggle. Struggle's good. The struggle's real. The struggle is real. All right, so Spreading the Disease is a nine-track record released in 1985, coming in just under 44 minutes long. It's the band's second full-length studio album following 1984's debut, Fistful of Metal, and the first to feature singer Joey uh, Belladonna, who replaced Neil Turbin, and bassist Frank Frank Bello, who replaced Danny Liker. Both previous members have writing credits on this record. In his autobiography, I'm the Man, the story of that guy from Anthrax, Scott Ian said the acronym for the song AIR stands for Adolescence in Red, and that it was a wordplay on George Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue. Um, yeah. Domo, what did you think of uh, Spreading the Disease? Fucking one of their best damn albums, man. Are you kidding me? There's, I, 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 like my, my top songs, I wrote these down, uh, AIR, obviously, Madhouse, SSC, and fucking... Um, God damn! There's one more that that I, I want to say. Uh, Medusa, first. aftershock, armed and dangerous. I think gun ho. Dangerous. Oh, it may be. It, mm, I don't think I like gun ho that much. I don't know. So SSC, I think, is like the guitar intro to that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second. Yeah, but so okay. the fucking the riffing on this, amazing. Um, yeah. Fucking uh, Belladonna's vocals, man. Like the dude has such a great range, and the the drummer. I'll say it again. The drummer is a fucking phenomenal. Um, you can't beat fucking what is it, Charlie Benante? Yeah, yeah. He's a fucking drummer, man. And he's just amazing. And you were talking about this earlier this week, and like how he is like um, you're right. SS, SSC is a fucking yeah. It's like a guitar opening. My bad. I might have the tracks fucking mixed up in my head, but out of all the big four drummers, he is the best. I mean, I'm yes. I'm a, I'm a Slayer fan. I love Dave Lombardo. I think he's got 
he's got a range, but it's very limited. Uh, and he's credited with like being a fucking a heavy, you know, double bass guy. I still think Charlie Benante does a better job at double bass. Yes. He's tighter. Um, yeah, like uh, uh, Dave Lombardo has uh, like memes on his side. Like he used to like strap bricks to his, his thighs or whatever to, to become a better double bass player. And that's like a, a cool story. But uh, yeah, Charlie is the tightest of the big four. Fucking Lars is a troll. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Charlie, Charlie's got it going on. He's, he's ruined zero moments in Anthrax, and for that, he's the best in the big four. And absolutely. Absolutely. He's a fucking Yeah, when, when we talked about um, uh, Peace uh, Cells, I was saying that like the drumming is good, and a lot of people like, are in love with the drummer on that album, Agar Samuelson, but it just feels slow. That whole record feels slow as shit to me, like, when, especially when going from um, Raining Blood to uh, Peace Cells, it's like smashing into a brick wall. It just, I don't know. It doesn't really... It's it's fine drumming. It just it needs to kind of make everything feel faster. Yeah, that's all. And, and Nick Menza was good too, but uh, Charlie's t- the top. Yeah. Yo, rest in peace, Nick Menza. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, also, the, there's one single on this album, Madhouse. Yeah, um, a fucking great song. I do want to read. I have a couple YouTube comments here from all the albums. I'm not going to go uh, full in the stuck in the drive-through or whatever, but I have about <laughs> six comments we, we, per we, album because sure. yeah. here's the thing. It's, I think it's important. <clears throat> like, I live in my own bubble, right? Like, I don't ever have to talk to anybody pretty much if I don't want to. Um, and I have my own thoughts, and I'm in love with pretty much, like, you know, this kind of stuff. 80s thrash metal is pretty much my favorite thing of all time, <clears throat> musically. So it's nice to see just other people's opinions on what they think. Because it's, like, this... Now, this started with the uh, album that Jomo says doesn't exist. He's a Chinese democracy denier. And that's what it started with, because I was blown away how many people really liked that record. Um, So, spreading the disease, here's about six comments. Someone says, everyone shits on the vocals, but honestly, they kick ass. I agree. My favorite Anthrax album, the best of the best. Great memories. Uh, Their best album, in my opinion, striking cover and stunning music. Among the Living is also excellent. And then it kind of went downhill. It's a shame the production value for this album is so bad that not even the remaster made it sound good. Uh, The guitar tone is so crunchy, it's like biting into burnt toast. Uh, (laughs) Probably you'll all disagree with me, but in my opinion, this is the only good Anthrax album. I just don't think they ever wrote a better track than Madhouse. Wow. Uh, so I disagree with some of that, but wow. but yeah, um, spreading the disease is a great record. It's top three for me, uh, uh, with also among the living, and then we'll get to the other one that is in my top three. But uh, yeah, it's it's well done. Rob, what do you think of this record? Um, yeah, I I uh, for for me, I think uh, th- this is the vocalist for me. I think these these three albums with the, with this dude are are the ones that I like the most. Um, yeah, so for, for Madhouse, I think I judged this song uh, the same way that I, like, if you work at a guitar center, you're going to hear five songs a thousand times a day. You're going to hear Stairway to Heaven. You're going to hear a couple of different Green Day songs. Like, if you're if you're a beginning guitar player, you're going to learn a few songs. And so you, you start to hate a few songs just based on you hear them too many fucking times. They're magic the first time you hear them. And then the millionth time you hear some like novice, like fuck it up. You hate it. So Madhouse was on a uh, guitar hero. And I kind of hated the song for a minute because I heard it fucked up too many times. And, uh, you know, but I'm back to liking the song. So I'm glad that that song got, uh, uh, taken back. I like air. There's good hooks on that song. Um, Welcome to your nightmare is a is a a line that kind of when I'm working throughout the week, I, that line kept coming back to me. I thought about that song a lot. I was and, singing that line today, like as I was walking around the house. Yeah, yeah, that that's a stick out moment for me. Love it. Medusa, Definitely. I love because um, like I'm a thrash guy, but I'm also a sludge guy. So uh, I liked. I love Battery because it was fast, and I loved Orion because it was slow. And so for me, there's something about that in this album. Like, I love Air, and I love Medusa. You know, I love the contrast of, you know, I love playing the whole field. I don't fucking know. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. the dynamic range all over the place, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so uh, I love this album. Just don't make the song like Rain, because that song <laughs> yeah, Don't make it like Rain. Um, yeah, my favorites here are Air. Uh, Lone Justice is a great song. Uh, Madhouse. I so 
you know, Becca gets annoyed all the time because I'll, I'll there'll be like one hook of a song or chorus that I will sing over and over. Just like it's it's not even like I'm trying to do it. It's just like stuck in my head. Yeah. And uh, so like yesterday we're like cooking up some food and I was like, I was like, it's uh, and she was like looking at me and I was like, no, no, no. I was singing a different song. Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, no, I was singing a different song. And she's like, it's the end of the world. Yeah. You know what? I was like, yeah, that's the one. That's the yeah. one. Uh, SSC is awesome. I'm actually going to look at the tabs of that song because I want to learn it. It's Guitar playing is amazing on that. Uh, Aftershock, Armed and Dangerous, and Medusa. So, yeah, I, I love this album. I have, I have to listen to Among the Living again to compare them side by side. But regardless, they're both top two for me. Um, they're really well done. I love this era of Anthrax. Joey Belladonna, I feel like he never sings the way he does on Spreading the Disease and Among the Living afterwards. Like, he lowers his range. He doesn't hit those higher notes. He never hits, like, King Diamond notes to begin with, but he definitely hits, like, higher notes on these two albums, and I feel like he kind of goes to a lower register. Not too low. It's not, like, the other side of the spectrum, but it's definitely, like, not as high um, is one thing I noticed after these albums, these two. That is common for men. Men's voices tend to continue to go down. Like there's there's people who in their 20s are hitting the high notes, and then by the time they're 40, they're really not. It's you know your voice is still changing. Yeah, that's true. Uh, one one band that's always stuck out to me that did that was uh, Pantera on Cowboys from Hell. You still get those high kind of notes that he can hit, and then after that, you get really the opposite side where he's doing the low end of the spectrum. You, you know, if you look at James Labrie from fucking Dream Theater. The dude, if you look at the Images and Word Images and Words album from ninety one or ninety two, Rob, correct me if I'm wrong. Sure. It's early, early fucking nineties. He was hitting fucking a high ass uh fucking high notes, man. And then now sure. he could barely do that shit now. He's even doing okay. growls now. It's it's crazy. Rob, Rob Rob told me he really wants to do that episode. Really. <laughs> he doesn't he does not want to do Dream Theater. He doesn't Yeah, no. I've listened. Yeah. I listen to them a lot. I there are moments that I really love, but like I I I've I've heard their uh, stuff enough. I don't want to do it. Yeah, no, I was just busting your balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now we're gonna do it. Now we're gonna do it. Uh, so yeah, like Anthrax. There's there was another comment on another Anthrax video, and uh, I think it was for spreading the disease. I couldn't find it, but someone was like, Anthrax is pretty much a joke compared to Metallica. Who the fuck said Hard that shit? Me, I don't know, but it's like I don't. Like, yeah, I guess you we're comparing them. So, like, Master of Puppets is probably, like, the most ambitious of, like, the big four in the in the 80s, either Master of Puppets or, like, Injustice for All. But, like, calling Anthrax a joke is, like, okay. I mean, that's just dumb. Like, it's just fucking flat-out stupid. Yeah, like, if you, if you right. think Anthrax is shit, man, you need to get your shit together. They, yeah. to me, I think Among the Living beats Master of Puppets any day of the week. There's, like, one song on Master of Puppets that I like. It was a Disposable Heroes well, I mean, bat, you have to like that. Where he's like, back to the front. Yeah, that's disposable heroes. Yeah, fucking battery. You know what ruined that was that damn Van Canto, that fucking acapella German group. They're fucking doing the... Like, this dude was doing... When he was vocally doing an acapella singing, and he was using a wah pedal on his throat, I was like, oh my God, you guys, like... They're one step from suicide, man. That's pretty goddamn terrible. <laughs> but right, that, 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 that room battery for me, but anyway. Yeah, battery's great. All right, so that's so at, the album after this is the one that we already talked about, Among the Living. Album after that is State of Euphoria. Uh, I like the colors on this record, the the cover here. Uh, I think this this is another good cover. It's like kind of like the phases of this guy before like going insane or some shit like that, and it's going down the spiral. Colors pop. I think the album is it's not as good as um, Spreading the Disease, but I, I don't think it's bad by any means. It, it seems a little a little bland for me. They could have they could have went like a little bit darker. Maybe maybe the drugs were getting to them. I don't know. So there's rear artwork on here, and I'll wait. And was this, that a joke? Because they don't really do drugs. They don't do drugs. I thought they no. Were, they're they're clean. I know. They, they no, 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 no. The lead, the, music. The, the lead singer, right? Joey Belladonna was a, yeah. yeah. He, it was drinking, I believe, but none of the other guys do. They uh, Scott Ian even said they were like the clean group. I'm surprised. This is this, that, is, the, this surprised. is the artwork on the back of the CD. It was done by one of the uh, cartoonists from Mad Magazine. No shit. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a little odd, but all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so State of Euphoria is a 10-track record released in 1988, coming in just under 53 minutes long. It's the band's fourth full-length studio album following 1987's Among the Living. The song Antisocial is a cover of the 1980s song originally by French band Trust. 
Uh, back cover of the album contains a parody picture of the band drawn by Mort uh, Drucker, a caricaturist best known for his artwork in Mad Magazine. Aside from Be All, End All, and Antisocial, most of the songs on State of Euphoria have not appeared in the band's set list since the album's accompanying tour from 88 to 89. Schism, uh, Misery Loves Company, and 13 have never been played live. The members of Anthrax have since spoken about their mixed opinions on State of Euphoria, and drummer Charlie Benante has been quoted as saying that the band feels the album was not finished properly. I, I know that Scott Ian, I'm pretty sure, is not a fan of this record. I, I think... So there are things I liked on here. I, now, I listened to the official Anthrax YouTube channel when they uh, posted these songs, and I don't know why the recording of this album sounds like shit compared to the previous ones. Did, did anyone notice that, or did, is it just a bad upload it, or a bad version? It, it just sounded light, man. And if you go, if like I have an iTunes subscription and all that, yeah. they actually have like different uh, remasters of okay. it, and, they, and it does sound a little bit better. Um, but it, it, yeah, I get it because I did listen to it on YouTube, right? And it yeah. just sounds kind of like a little bit soft. It, yeah. that, that's the best way for me to describe it. It sounds a little bit soft, a little subdued. Um, it, not enough crunch, not loud enough for me. Like this album bored me completely. Uh, singles on this album make me laugh and antisocial. Um, there's there's a song on here make me laugh and the chorus has like this guitar slide and it was pretty much the highlight of the album for me. I, I loved it. I was like waiting for it every time it was coming. Uh, yeah, uh, for the most part, songs are longer on this album and I mentioned that Joey Belladonna doesn't sing as high as he did previously. Oh, also, there was a, there's a song in here, Now It's Dark, where he says, don't you fucking look at me. And it was just weird to hear an Anthrax song where they said fuck, because I don't remember them saying it previously. So it just stuck out to me. Um, but yeah, um, there are songs in here that I like to be all end all, out of sight, out of mind, Misery Loves Company and Finale. But like, I don't know. I felt like this following up to um, Among the Living didn't live up to it. I don't know if it just happened to be uh, that songs might have been a little slower or the recording wasn't as good, but I was kind of bored the whole way through, and I, I'm not a fan of this album, personally. It's, it's hard because you want to give Anthrax as much praise and as much love, so to me, they get some latitude with you know where they're going in that direction. I know what you're talking about there, but there's an album that we're about to discuss that's vastly worse, in my opinion, than this album. This album, oh, definitely, is, this yeah. album is not bad. It is not, but it's not great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's kind of like, hey, let's produce something. Let's try to get something out because we have a deal or whatever. I thought the first four track, Be All, End All, fucking Out of Sight, Out of Mind, Make Me Laugh. And I, to me, Antisocial is a great song. I, I, I like the way they, they, they did that song. I mean, just to me, yeah, you're right. It's a little bit, it, it fell short. There could have been more time in production. They could have been a little bit, you know, change some of the ranges on the guitar, but I'm still Charlie Benante is like his drumming style never disappoints me. I, I, mm -hmm. I love him as a thrash drummer. Um, I think he, you know, saved the album. I think um, uh, Belladonna fucking he he has a good range, but it, even in this album, it seems a little like it seems a little subdued. And I call me wrong, but that's how I feel. Yeah, it just like if, if Among the Living was a step up from spreading the disease, this definitely was not a step up from that, in my opinion. It was just a step down. It's not bad. Uh, it's still, it's like, even like sh trying to hate on a band like Anthrax, it's, it's like, it's still fine. It's just like, maybe I need to hear it live. Maybe I just need to hear a different recording of it. I don't know. But it just didn't do anything for me when I listened to it like four different times. Uh, Rob, what do you think? I listened to uh, the 30th anniversary edition on Spotify, which, uh, you know, so I I didn't have any have have as many issues with uh, production. I you know it, it seemed you know fine to me, I guess. But but maybe I was listening to a better version of it, an improved version of it, you know, uh, remastered or whatever. Yeah, I didn't know that uh, Antisocial was a um, a cover because I was I was like gonna like praise them for because there's a fr uh, French version is track eleven, and I'm like oh they like are trying to like uh you know i i always love it when uh, like bruce dickinson from iron maiden has some songs in spanish uh like man of sorrow is he has uh hombre triste <laughs> i love that he uh like uh yeah so anytime i hear a singer do songs in other languages i'm impressed i my ears perk up uh but okay it was a cover of a french song so <laughs> so that yeah. explains that yeah, but yeah, that song did uh, reach out to me because there's like uh, chords in there or whatever. Like, I don't know. I like okay. I like the guitars on that song. 
Uh, but yeah, um, maybe there's a lack of uh, hooks on this album, but uh, yeah, so maybe it was a step down. But I thought this album was okay. It did, yeah, didn't it? Didn't really inspire me either. Uh, the other two we've talked about are are, are are better than this one, but yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. That's what I want to say. All right, a couple YouTube comments here. Uh, this album is so fucking good. Next, the boys say they don't especially like this album. Personally, I think it's just as good as Among the Living and Persistence of Time. Maybe better. Been a while since I heard this one. Still my least favorite album by them, but pretty good anyway. Uh, don't understand why Scott Ian thinks his record is weak. I've always thought it's their second best record behind Among the Living. My favorite album from this great metal band. And last one, other than the first track, I thought it sucked compared to Among the Living. So yeah, it's just, it's it's not bad. I, again, maybe I just need to hear it live or something like that, but uh, I I was not, it, it wasn't life-changing for me, so. Sure. I thought it was still good, man. Uh, not not great, not bad, just good. Okay. Yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so now, uh, next we have Persistence of Time. Uh, Persistence of Time is an 11-track record released in 1990, coming in just under 59 minutes long. It's the last full-length studio album to feature Joey Belladonna until 2011's Worship Music, and was nominated in 1991 for a Grammy Award in the Best Metal Performance category. The song "Got the Time" is a cover of the 1979 song originally by British new wave musician Joe Jackson. The album's tone is decidedly more. Uh, contemplative and mature than the bulk of anthrax's previous work abandoning the humor and comic book references which were common on their previous albums the lyrical focus of persistence of time is the need for tolerance and peace uh, the introduction to the instrumental song intro to reality featured dialogue from an episode of the twilight zone called death's head revisited singles on this album got the time in my world and belly of the beast uh rob you want to talk about this one well, shit. I, uh, I, for some reason, I, I didn't listen to this album because okay. I, I have, I have brain damage and I didn't fucking, re- yeah, okay. I, I think, I think in my head it was something like I've already done Among the Living, so there's only three albums I need to listen to or something. But uh, what I want to say is, it's funny that uh, the, the other albums have comic book references because I just learned that, okay, one of Scott Ian's other bands is called uh, Stormtroopers of Death. And um, he uh, created a, uh, he was drawing like characters. He created this character called uh, uh, Sergeant D or something like that. And the, the first al- album of that band is called Speak English or Die. And people were calling uh, them or Nazis because, you know, whatever. And so uh, Scott Ian went on record to say, people call us uh, racist for this album. And those people are stupid because they don't understand the point of this album. It was they were like intentionally trolling, and yeah. Um, yeah so it's like uh, Scott Ian was thinking up of fantastical characters, drawing a lot, but he couldn't at the time. He didn't know how to like get a a comic book published. So, but he could make an album and get that out there. So he just focused on what he was able to accomplish. Fast forward, he's written for DC Comics. He's done Lobo and he's done other stuff. So it's funny to see, like, you know, teenager uh, likes comic books and music, and then you know, throughout his whole career, he's doing both, and uh, fucking loves Scott Ian, man. So yeah, a lot of these guys are are, are nerdy. There's um the song um, "Holy Wars" by Megadeth of Rust in Peace. Part of that song, uh, Dave Mustaine said, was written about the the Punisher, who's another comic book character. Nice. So when we did uh, Lincoln Park, um, after. Uh, minutes to midnight there was another album and then i was bored and then um the hunting party came out and like kicked me right in the balls and like had me like firing like all cylinders like yeah i'm back on board with this band persistence of time is fucking awesome this is my third favorite anthrax album this cd fucking kills it's great the sound quality is way better it seems faster it's just balls to the wall it's great really really great album um let's see oh the very intro of this record the song is called Time, and there's a clock ticking, and it does the left-right headphone thing, and it keeps getting faster and faster and faster till it gets kind of like makes you feel weird. Uh, so that was awesome. Um, yeah, the recording quality is a lot clearer here. Oh, and the song Got the Time is like a metal punk song. It's really awesome. Um, I'm a big fan of this album. I need to listen to it more, uh, but it's great. This is what I was expecting after Among the Living instead of uh, State of Euphoria. Jomo, tell me about it. Again, I, I agree with you, man. Um, I wasn't disappointed with any song on this album. 
I felt it was heavy enough. It, it met the mark. Um, Charlie's vocals were uh, maybe maybe my ears are off. Uh, jo- Joey. Uh, Joey, 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 yeah, Charlie, Charlie Benante, uh, Joey Belladonna. His fucking they seemed a little bit off on this record. Uh, could be the alcohol. I know he had a problem with that, but. I was not disappointed with the instrumentals, man. The guitars, the the tones, the riffing, everything was amazing. Um, again, the drummer Charlie Benante is fucking a savage. This dude, yeah, this dude can play, man. And ever, out of the big four, and he's endured the most. He's consistent. Anytime you see a video of this band practicing backstage or just hanging out, this dude has a pad and two sticks and is just practicing all day. That is a man who fucking understands what it takes to be a consistent drummer. Unlike some people I won't mention, all right, who just count their money and sue Napster. Charlie Benante is a fucking savage, man. I was yeah. not disappointed with this album. Um, Keep It In The Family and In My World are my favorite tracks. Um, but other than that, man, if, if you're out there listening, like, listen to this fucking album. It is fucking heavy. It, yeah. it, it meets the anthrax mark. Yeah, I love this CD. Um, also, the cover's pretty cool. It's just like clock that's getting distorted. Um, it reminds me of like a Salvador Jackson Dali. Pollock or whatever. Or, Salvador what, Dali has a bunch Salvador, of okay, yeah, Salvador yeah, Dali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's Jackson right. Pollock is what I make with my butthole. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, yeah, um, very cool. Uh, I do like it. Yeah, this if so. Joey Belladonna did come back later on. I don't know anything about worship music. I haven't listened to that album. But if this is an album to go out on for somebody, it's a high note. A high note to go out on. Uh, this record is fucking great. It's up there with some of the best thrash albums ever. I love this record. And it's like it's only not my number one because they have other ones that are my number one that are just they're all so great. Like those three. You, you can't go wrong. Uh, I can't recommend this album enough. I thought after uh, hearing State of Euphoria, I was like, okay, this is going to be even farther downhill than what I was expecting, but it came right back and, and did everything I wanted it to do. Got me right back on board with everything. Uh, my favorites, Time, Keep It In The Family, In My World, Belly Of The Beast, Got The Time, uh, Hate Red, One Man Stands, Discharges. It's hard for me on some of these albums to pick my favorite songs because I like every song on them. Uh, Spreading The Disease, I liked every song. Uh, Persistence Of Time, I liked every song. State Of Euphoria, I'm in and out on. Um, but yeah, great album. If, if you, uh, haven't checked it out, definitely listen to it. Uh, now let's read some YouTube comments about this, this record. First comment, my girlfriend, this album is old me. So is your mother, but you still listen to her next. In my opinion, it's my (laughs) second favorite album of theirs, but I still have to say among the living is my first. Saw them playing this album in 1990, opening up for Iron Maiden during No Prayer Tour. They were first-class openers. Uh, This feels way more like a follow-up to Among the Living than State of Euphoria. Nothing against that record, but I just hear the progression and the sound way more. One of the most underrated metal albums of all time. One of the first metal CDs I heard, much better than the previous one. And lastly, the best, dark and intense. So, yeah, it's great. It's a fucking solid album. If you don't like it, go, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I don't know if there was negative uh, reactions or whatever to where they decided to try something else um, or if they just personally didn't like what they heard with State of Euphoria. But it's, it's nice that they pivoted or whatever and, and changed things to, to, to what, they, you know, what they created with Persistence of Time. So. I speculate that it was Scott Ian criticizing himself as usual and fucking... The dude's a genius, man. He, he's a smart, smart guy. Scott, so Scott Ian is my favorite musician of all of the big four at this point um like as a whole like it's up i would put him up there with marty friedman but like he's just like he just seems like the most down-to-earth nice guy everybody likes him he was on like the best of or i love the 80s i love the 90s he has a character about him he's funny he's good looking he's successful he's rich like you know like becca and i argue about musicians about like dave mustaine or whatever i'm always you know like saying how much i love him and she couldn't give two shits less about dave mustaine but scott ian is a dude that she loves um and he's just great and like scott ian has had to have banged like 500 women he had to the dude is like more women have to just flock or men whatever i know people just have to flock to him more more I'm, I'm, we're, we're talking thousands, dude. He he has these are rookie simplex virus you know what i'm saying (laughs) the the dude the dude gets around it's like a scab it's not a big deal. But yeah, he's he's awesome. Like I'm 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 starting to work on like making some video games and I want to make the Scott Ian game. And uh, I want to make it to where he's like helping get cats out of trees and shit and stuff like that. So 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to say he's like the opposite of Dave Mustaine. Like Dave Mustaine, like got kicked out of Metallica because he was too fucking much to deal with. He was too fucking dramatic. He was too much of a problem. Whereas like uh, Anthrax is talking about being on uh, Married with Children. They were trying to get on The Simpsons, and they're like trying, like keep saying, "I want to be on it." And they get a call. It's like, okay, well, we don't have The Simpsons, but Married with Children will have you on. And he's like, "Well, yeah, I've already met them. I already like them, so let's do it." And like that sounds like a like a, a Scotty and thing. It's like he was friends with Dimebag. He's friends with Metallica. He's friends with Public Enemy. He's always like bringing in more people into his team. He's just yeah. the man. He is the man. And like the the scene from um, uh, Married with Children is hilarious. It's so good. Yeah. And uh, they were also in some. I I mentioned it when we did the Big Four. They were in some movie. It was like it's like a movie your mother would watch and they come up at one point to the lady and like talk to her. I, I posted it then. I can't, I can't remember what it was called, but yeah, their scene was great. Uh, there's a Drew Carey episode where he's auditioning guitar players and like slash shows up and Dave Mustaine shows up. It would have been nice if Scott Ian showed up. He probably just didn't, didn't get the invite, but yeah, I love Scott Ian. Uh, he, he's, he's just great. He's, he's such a cool guy and he makes everyone else seem like freaking cartoon characters in the other in the other bands let me let me ask you this who do you think is better at shredding guitar scott ian or james hetfield uh james i think james hetfield and dave mustaine are the two at this point in time are the two best guitar players in any of these bands dave mustaine is not rhythm wise dave mustaine is the best guitar player of all four in my opinion of all four there's nobody that touches them okay lead wise i mean a lot of people love the guy who was on um he sells there was another guitar player on their next cd so far so good so what who i think is awesome but like a lot of people he was only on that one album like dave mustaine thought he was fucking his girlfriend or something so he kicked his ass out uh even though he wasn't uh but um the guy who was on the guy who was yeah the guy who was on killing is my business and business is good and uh he sells but who's buying was he was he came with gar samuelson they both were like jazz players together before they were in megadeth and people love him. I think he's okay. I'm not in love with his guitar playing, but like some people, a lot of people say he's better than Marty Friedman, which is fucking blasphemy to me at least. Um, but uh, the, the guitar player, the lead guitar player in Anthrax is awesome. I can't remember his name. Um, uh, Dan Spitz. He's awesome. He's great on all these albums. Um, but Scott Ian is more of the rhythm player. And yeah, yeah, yeah Dave yeah. Mustaine is a better rhythm player than Scott Ian. Dave Mustaine is a machine. Like if you look up Megadeth in like 1991, Dave Mustaine is like legitimately a machine. He is singing while playing and like everything is completely perfect. So Okay, valuable point. That was valuable. There are two reasons I will eternally disrespect James Hetfield. One, watch some kind of monster. Um if you <laughs> James Hetfield is, is, you know, fuck that. Like, that's why my YouTube uh, is filled with videos making fun of James Hetfield. He's a fucking yeah. meme. Uh, he, deserves to be, he deserves to be disrespected. Um, and then the other reason is he's a fucking thief. Uh, he's yep. an intellectual property thief. And that means he's not a real guitar player in my mind. The same way that Amy Schumer isn't a real comedian because she's an intellectual thief. Yes. Yeah. Uh, James Hetfield is not a true musician. I don't give a shit how much other good stuff he's done. He's, his career started with thievery and stealing from other people. So fuck him. He played, yeah, so he, he played he, in Antarctica. You need to show some respect. <laughs> he did. Yeah. So here's the thing. Spre the sprouting of a <sighs> plant or a tree or an idea is the hardest part, right? So the fact that you're, you're like, he took, he straight up stole Dave Mustaine shit. The whole band did. Right. They kicked out Dave Mustaine, kept all of the shit. And that's what got them initially famous. Right. And so, yeah, it, they stole Dave Mustaine, Mustaine stuff up to Master of Puppets. He claims that he wrote Leper Messiah. We talked about this when we did the big four. Um, he what, he sued them or whatever. They went to court. It was settled out of court, which means they probably just paid him a shitload of money to shut the fuck up and go away. Um, but they, they constantly used his music on uh, Kill 'Em All on Ride the Lightning and on Master Puppets. And yeah, I mean, they did, yeah, they, they're, they're dicks about it. And they, 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 at that point, were acting like Dave Mustaine was a fucking dick. I mean, he was a dick, but like they stole his shit and became like the biggest band in the world. Yeah, like That's if it. somebody's a dick, like you, you can kick them out. Uh, like you're, you're not changed to anybody. You can get rid of people who are a toxic fucking person in your life. You know, they, like do it. You lose the right to use their intellectual property once you kick them out of the band, though. Yeah, right. Yeah, you don't get you don't get the best of both worlds. Yeah, you can't have either your cake you deal with their bullshit, too, bro. Yeah, either you deal with their bullshit or you kick them out and you rewrite. Yep. All right, so uh, now it now we're moving on to another era of Anthrax. 
we're going to talk about the song, uh, the, the album, The Sound of White Noise. Uh, Sound of White Noise is an 11-track record released in 1983, <laughs> in 1993, coming Oof. in just under 57 minutes long. It's the first studio album to feature new vocalist John Bush and the last to feature longtime lead guitarist Dan Spitz. This album marked a significant revision in the band's sound uh, with the departure of lead vocalist Joey Belladonna and the introduction of grunge influences. The album debuted at number seven on the Billboard 200 charts, Anthrax's highest ever chart position, and was certified gold by the RIAA. James Hetfield is said to have referred to only as a perfect song. Singles are only uh, room for one more, Black Lodge and High Pro Glow. So uh, also, all this, most of this information that I'm reading just comes from Wikipedia. So um, I can't say it better than most people who have already done it. Uh, I'm not claiming that I wrote any of this shit. So if you want to read about Anthrax, go over there. I should have said this in the beginning of the video, but I always forget because there's a billion things going on. Um, but yeah, all this stuff is from Wikipedia. Go read there. Go listen. Go do whatever. Uh, so I didn't write it. One issue I have with this album, well, first, I have a bunch of issues with this album. First problem I have, the intro is 58 seconds long. Too long to be attached to the first track. It needs to be separated into its own track. I don't want to listen to that dumbass fucking white noise intro for a minute every time I want to listen to this record. Uh, another thing, if you played this album for me and didn't tell me it was Anthrax, I would never know it was Anthrax. There was no way. They would be the last thing I would yep. do is any other band besides them. I would never guess that this was Anthrax. Uh, there's a song on here, High Pro Glow. Sounds like they specifically were trying to be Alice in Chains on that album, on that song. Uh, and the solos and the guitar tone overall, in my opinion, on this record are weak. Like, we, so we had the, we had, um, so Fistful of Metal, I still haven't listened to, I need to. Um, we have that. A lot of people say that's one of their favorite Anthrax albums. But, but judging on what we've listened to, we have Spreading the Disease, then we have a step up, which is Among the Living, then we have a step down, which is State of Euphoria, then we have a step back up, which is Persistence of Time. And now, in my opinion, we have two steps down on this album. This record does nothing for me. I hate the guitar tone. Um, I have some favorites on here only because I'm trying to pick things that I liked out of the album and just being like, oh, I didn't like every song or nothing stood out to me. So, like, uh, Room for One More is good, Package Rebellion, uh, Invisible, 1,000 Points of Hate, Burst, and This Is Not an Exit. There are good songs in here. There are hooks. Um, it's a change. It's not personally for me. It is not a welcome change. I, I am a diehard thrash fan, so for something going to become grungy or whatever or more rock, uh, it's something that I would, I would personally not... Uh, want to happen most of these of the big four became rock bands in the 90s uh metallica had load and reload and they had uh even the black album is kind of a, a more of a rock album uh or most of a rock album as opposed to the thrash 80s stuff uh even megadeth went you know they megadeth pretty much got to rust in peace and then they got like um more rockier and rockier countdown to extinction all the way to risk which is an album we don't talk about i'm a risk denier to me i don't want to know that it exists <laughs> but uh, they, they went the rock way. Uh, Anthrax went the rock way. And I think the only band that never did was fucking Slayer. I don't think Slayer ever went in that direction. Well, I mean, Pantera didn't either, which is, is a huge accomplishment for me because there's more money in, in radio play and like rock music than there is in like thrash metal or like extreme metal. But uh, Pantera never went soft and Slayer never went soft. But all the other guys, at some point, there was a lull in this career where they decided to try rock music instead of balls out thrash metal. Uh, Jomo, what did you think of the sound of white noise? Oh, let me drop the artwork in the comments too. Yeah, it took you fucking long enough. This artwork shit. is shit as well. I fucking hate this album artwork. It I can't tell if someone's getting raped or what's going on back there. So at, le at it, least they kept the logo. Yeah. Because I'm, the next album, four four two or whatever, they got they just it's like in text. It's like gar it's like Times New Roman. Yeah, I fucking do. It's not. like dude, at least use wingdings. <laughs> use wingdings. Fucking, fucking Times New Roman is so boring. I hate this album, dude. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I did not like it. I felt grungy. I, I, like, it, it just it didn't do it for me. I, I didn't like anything about it, man. And I hate saying that because I love Anthrax. I love how thrash they are. They're very metal. They're fucking, they, they get it done. They get me going. This album, this album killed, killed me for, for Anthrax, man. It, it's like, it's like, I don't, I'll listen to it, but I don't want to listen to it. And I got, I felt like this is a non-consensual album. I felt like I didn't have a say in this. Like I'm a fifties housewife and I don't get a say in life. And I, I don't, I don't appreciate that. Like I have, mm -hmm. I have goals and ambitions. I didn't want to listen to this album. 
Yeah, it didn't do anything for me. I listened to the whole thing. I mean, yeah, there's definitely hooks and there's it's it's not like garbage. It's not a shit record. It's just not the Anthrax that I really was hoping. Like, it's not the sequel or the next the subsequent album I wanted from Persistence of Time. Yeah, Rob, what do you think? I, so, uh, Allison Chains is one of my all time favorite bands. Uh, Jack and I listen to it a lot. Uh, I yeah. Uh, so um, this album, like I I hear. I hear Lane Staley in it. Uh, Lane Staley uh, is one of my all-time favorite singers. He doesn't have great vocal c- control, so John Bush, in a way, is uh, is is an upgrade. But but uh, my issue with this album is no hooks. Uh, there's no song. There's there's almost nothing that stands out to me. It's just, it's all okay music. But I would just always rather listen to Alice in Chains because there's so many standout moments that are amazing. Uh, you know, wood and I don't know. There's so many, there's so many I can't even mention. It's just like, yeah, right when I die. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, we, we got to do an Alice in Chains episode sooner or later because uh, I haven't listened to them in a while, but like they're one of my all time favorite bands. It's just, I always thought that Alice in Chains was uh, a bunch of simple things combined into something that was better than all of its parts. It was, it just, it, there was something magical about it. And this Anthrax album doesn't have it. It's it, it it's it's re- referring to something great, but it isn't great. It isn't anything particular. I do want to do a cover of Cowboy Song because there's uh, if I take the the ideas that are there and change them, I think it can become something that I really like a lot. But uh, yeah, I, I I I don't care to hear this album again. Yeah. So Cowboy Song was also a cover. I believe that's a Thin Lizzy song. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> so that that explains that. It's it's the yeah. fucking the the vocals is what what the, the the guitar tones for this album were I didn't like uh, they're too grungy I didn't like the distortion on it um, the singing was dog shit I fucking I'm, I'm I, completely fine with the vocals on this album like they're I not fucking, bad they 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 don't have that kick they don't have that same kick Belladonna has a I, fucking well, I think like what where Rob was saying, where you have the the different parts of Allison Chains to create something that's better. I feel like this is a bunch of different parts that create something that isn't really great. I don't know. It's but well, well we're about to hear some YouTube comment. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's nothing here for me personally. I I, it's not a chore to listen to, but I'm never going to listen to this album again. Okay. Belladonna, like he, there's some moments that are like remind me of uh, Black Sabbath, like like Ozzy followed the guitars too much, and Belladonna made that mistake a few times. But overall, Belladonna's the singer for me. Yeah, yes. definitely. Yeah. So, all right, let's let's listen to some read some YouTube comments. My favorite one is the one I don't have it here, but I'm going to say it anyway because I remember it. Um, I posted this comment. It said, "I like my Anthrax, like I like my women with Bush." Um, I disagree to both of those. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, Joey Belladonna is the singer of this band. Also, I don't know if I mentioned it before, cause I've said a billion things, but there was actually a singer in between the first singer and Joey Belladonna who only lasted like a little while. And he was out, he was never on a recording or anything, but there, Joey Belladonna technically is the third singer of Anthrax. Oh, shit. All right. Anthrax hit their peak with this one. The album is a masterpiece. Next. No offense to Joey, but John Bush brought out the very best in Anthrax. This is a masterpiece album. I love Anthrax with Joey, but this is my favorite. This is one of the best pieces of metal music history. Bush era Anthrax is the best Anthrax, in my opinion. This is Chinese th- democracy level. Like, it's- <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah. I know, but like these people, like there are people who genuinely like this album, and I get that they do because I, I get that they'd like it because they're not a fan of thrash metal. If I played Persistence of Time for Becca, she'd be like, "This is shit." I'm not saying she would like this album, but I'm saying I know she would not like that. All if those- I even played her straight. What's all, up? all those people who said that need to go to a camp so they can concentrate on their music. Sure. They need to go to the yep. School of Rock. I know what you're saying. Okay. You know what I'm what saying? saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all know what you're saying. Okay. But yeah. this, this one is just, this one, this comment just makes no sense. This one says, I don't get the grunge comparisons. This isn't whiny and all woe is me. This is groove slash thrash metal. This is the opposite of groove slash thrash thrash metal it's grunge yeah, it's, it's grunge. grunge i yeah, fucking don't grunge. like it i don't yeah, like it grunge. all right next bought it in 93 found it boring then and today among the living stays and is the best anthrax album ever my man and, lo- and the last comment best anthrax album ever written nope 
that person makes me think AIDS. of the the, the the comic book guy. Best album ever. <laughs> From Simpsons, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I don't like the turn the uh the pivot here. Uh people have compared this to the uh Van Halen versus Van Hagar thing. Um I wonder if when they because there's obviously hits off of John Bush wasn't here for just one album. He was there for multiple ones. So um at, at some point Joey came back as a singer, at some point he left again, at some point John Bush came back, then he left again, then Joey came back. So at some point, uh either they said you never have to play the other guy's stuff or they said too bad deal with it and sing the other person's song i like there's there's some okay so there's like certain experiences in your life where you'll you'll have like bargaining power right if you're if you're david lee roth and van halen wants to tour with you and they tell you to sing sammy hagar songs you can say fuck that and if they say no, you leave, right? You have the power of I'm fucking David Lee Roth. So either, so you are the one who has to bow down to me and not the other way around, right? Like you need me more than I need you. Um, I don't know. I want to know. I want to go through their concerts and see if Joey ever sang any of John's stuff. And if John, John had to have sang Joey's stuff. He had to have. That's, yeah, that's yeah. the most popular stuff. Yeah. But also I think there's a difference with between taking the torch and having the torch taken from you. So, um, yeah, I'm curious if, if Joey ever sang any of, of the other stuff. Out of respect, I don't think he that man would. He he has dignity. So. Because like David Lee Roth was on um Joe Rogan at one point and he kinda like makes fun of Sammy Hagar. Like I don't think he really likes him. And so I know like I there's no way in hell. I mean maybe there is. Maybe I'll Google it and there are you there are Van Halen shows where he sang right now or some shit, but I doubt it. I don't see why he would. Okay. Yeah, I, th I think David Lee Roth is that kind of, uh, I don't know if the word is asshole, but I yeah, I can see him making a stink about it. I know that yeah. Scott, Scott Ian was talking about, like, way early in the band, uh, two people had a fight, and they had the, they, there was this whole scene of it's either him or me, and, like, Scott Ian says, I don't hold on to much, I don't hold a lot of grudges, I'm just kind of focusing on the next thing, but that moment where they were making me decide him or him, that, like, I'm still bothered by that. It's like, why are you bringing me into your fucking drama? Like, both of you grow the fuck up. I, I don't yeah, know, yeah. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I like I like their behind the music quite a bit. Um, the, the Anthrax doesn't have a ton of drama. Um, they they brought in a bunch of stuff like Cliff Burton dying, which I know it had something to do with them. But like, I I doubt if if the if the bass player of Anthrax died at some point, I doubt that would be brought into the Metallica one. You know what I mean? So like they were you know they were kind of overshadowed by Metallica. They were also they brought in the Dimebag Daryl being killed. So they're bringing other stuff into the Anthrax thing because I just think Anthrax is there's not a whole lot that has gone bad for, you know, like they, they've lived a more clean lifestyle than most of the other guys. Like weird Al can, it lives obviously a completely clean lifestyle, but like he's been around for a very long time. Well, the same, I mean, probably the same amount of time, but like he has more stuff that I guess you can kind of riff on than, than anthrax or whatever. But um, yeah, I liked their behind the music. I thought it was well done. The one that I saw was actually behind the music remastered, which I believe means it was like an updated version of the, behind the music that came out uh originally uh behind the music is a show that needs to come back every fucking year we have a, a you know n we don't have that show is a problem it was really really well done it was it, it was great i used to love watching that show back in the day okay i like to know about like the musicians i i i usually like the band more when i know who they are and what they're like and all that yeah definitely definitely yeah what their favorite yeah. sex position is, all that, yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. of course, of for course, sure. yeah, yeah. Scott Ian is definitely reverse cowgirl, definitely, oh, no yeah. question. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I haven't seen porn. I don't know. Yes, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. This is fake news. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Anthra Anthrax as a whole is great. Uh, I need to go back and listen to Fistful of Metal. Uh, Rob, at some point when when you have nothing going on or you have nothing that comes to mind or something you want to listen to, put on Persistence of Time. Oh, I yeah. think you'll be pleasantly surprised. A great oh, yeah. band. Um, I yeah, I, I really want to see Anthrax live. Actually, I really like Anthrax. I see. Uh, the thing is, I want to get a T-shirt of um, Among the Living, or excuse me, Spreading the Disease. But I don't want the fucking logo on it. You see, like like uh, Jomo's shirt right there. Like it would look a lot better if they just cut the logo out and threw it away and just moved the guy up the shirt, right? No, it, it, it's fucking oh. awesome. Shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking right, about. Right. It's fucking. I don't awesome. know what I'm talking about. Where you am I? This is fake news. No, but um, 
I I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised about you know. Um, Anthrax did didn't disappoint me. The only fucking album was uh, the Sound of White Noise. I just it was unbearable. Um, however, I got a surprise for what we're listening to this week coming up. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Any final thoughts, Rob? Before I go into this. Already. All right. Red hot chili peppers. Cool. All right. I'm so, happy about that. Blood Sugar, Sex Magic, Californication, By the Way, and Stadium Arcadium. Cool. All right, guys. Very good. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. It's going to be beautiful. There's going to be a lot of things. It's going to be a lot of great albums. Let's do it. I hope everybody likes them. All right, well, that's it for this week. Any final thoughts? Yeah, I love Anthrax. Yeah, me too. Anthrax is great, and try not to eat ass. Hey, Scotty, hang on. Scotty, did you already stop it? No, I did not. You can hey, Scotty, and I want to make a game called the Scotty Ian game. Get in contact with me. Well, 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 it's about guy, him saving. It's about him eventually just saving the planet. So guy, it starts off with like him, him rescuing a cat from a tree. You know, then like there's a bus that's about to crash and he picks it up and flies off with it to save it. And then it's like progresses more and more until he's like saving the earth from aliens. Hit me up. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Take care. Take care. Bye.